You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Self-correctly. My name is Adedamola Ladejobi. And... Oh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> okay, so I have slides, actually, but I don't know how this is going to work. Okay. okay, so... Um, I have approximately 45, 50 minutes to be on here, and I'm going to make this as interactive as possible. That's where the name Ask Dams came from, because it's supposed to be Ask Dams for all things fitness, health, and weight loss related. Now, how did, how did Ask Dams come about? Ask Dams was birthed out of my own journey. You see, sometimes we think God makes mistakes, but he's a very, very intentional God. When I was trying to lose weight, I wasn't trying to do it because I wanted to be healthy or because I wanted to live long. Um, a little bit of it was part of trying to be healthy because I had something called, and I still do, it's called, it's a severe form of hyperacidity. Now the funky names that the doctor, doctors give it is gastroesophageal reflux disorder, making it sound like some sort of cancer, but it's not. It just means that your stomach is overproducing stomach acids. So, I would introduce myself once more. I'm Adidamola Ladijobi of Ask Dams. Um, we're a team of weight loss experts and coaches, um, nutritionists, and registered dietitians. I call myself the online body transformer, soon to be a physical body transformer. Um, and then I'm also going to go straight into the importance of this service. I mean, this could be a service about... Um, how to join the 30 billion gang, or some service about um, praying about the private jet, or you know the next new car that we want to get, or the brand new house in whatever area, Banana Island. So why is this topic important? What is the actual importance of health? Why are we even focusing on health today as opposed to just prosperity? And that brings me to give this example, I have an example I always use. If you're on a hospital bed, the last thing that will be on your mind, if you're lying sick in a hospital bed, God forbid, it won't be any of our portions on here. But if you're lying sick on a hospital bed and you're not able to move due to some sort of lifestyle disease or whatever this disease, cancer, obesity-related, high blood pressure, and you're under bed rest, even if they call you for a contract worth $100 billion, that's going to be the last thing on your mind. Why? Because good health is true wealth. If you're not healthy, the last thing on your mind is about making millions or making billions. In fact, you need good health to actually join this 30 billion gang in quotes or to join this, um, you know, to be a wealthy person because you cannot function if you're not healthy. Now, there are three triangles. It's a three-shaped triangle. It's a three, uh, sorry, three-corner triangle. The three aspects of health. One is physical health. The second one is social health. And the third one is mental health. The one I'm going to be hammering on tonight is physical health. And as we go along, please feel free. If you have any questions, you can just put your hands up just in case. Um, Okay, slides are up, yeah. So we see on there that according to the World Health Organization, health is a state of complete physical, 
mental and social well-being and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. I'll use myself as an example once again. If I came in here this evening and I didn't mention to anybody here that I have something called um, severe hyperacidity, just looking at me, you probably think, oh, they said she's an, a fitness expert, a nutritionist, so there must be nothing wrong with her. But there's actually an underlying condition which actually pushed me to start up as dams and eventually led to me losing approximately 40 kilos and maintaining it for over four years. And so I'll start with this. The Bible says in 3 John, first, sorry, 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things, not some things. It doesn't even say, Beloved, I wish that you. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health, even as thy soul prospereth. Health is wealth. True health will provide you the wealth that you need at the end of the day. So we're also going to go into nutrition basics as well, but I want to read a few scriptures on this also. Um, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 says, Where, whether, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Acts 27 verse 34 says, Wherefore, I pray you to take some meat, for this is your health. For there shall not an hair fall off from the head of any of you, of you. Another favorite one of my scriptures when it comes to this healthy lifestyle is Proverbs 23, verse 21. For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. The most important one, which is not on this slide, is the one that I wake up with every morning. And that is 1 Corinthians 6.19. It says, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. I'm not Damolala Dejobi. I don't own myself. If the creator of the universe decides... Okay, with all the high heels she has worn tonight and the powder on her face, she's going tonight. There's nothing I can do about it. So you are not your own. That's what that scripture says. You have been bought at a price. And I'll go into what that price is. So honor God with your body. What does it mean to actually truly and honor God with your body? If you look at it in the true sense of things, before um, we human beings started to turn things around, what does it actually mean to honor God with your body? Honoring God with your body means filling your body up with healthy, wholesome, and nutritious foods. It's unfortunate that the society that we live in today, the things that are even we consider healthy, some of them are actually extremely unhealthy. When God created Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, Everything was all good. It was all grain from the ground. Everything fresh, fresh, fresh vegetation. Nothing was canned. Nothing was preserved. Nothing was packaged. Nothing had artificial colorings in it. So these days when I walk down the supermarket aisle and I see things in cans, or I hear somebody saying, oh, I got a packet of frozen vegetables, and they're all feeling healthy and all that. Now, the, the vegetable itself is actually healthy, 
But the method of preserving the vegetables, the high amount of sodium in there, the artificial flavors in there, because think about it, how can something stay in a freezer for so long and still taste the same way? It's absolutely unnatural, it's not possible. So a lot of all these misconceptions, some of us think, oh, we're eating healthy, well, I got mushrooms in a can, I got my green peas in a can, those are not unhealthy. So some, those are some of the myths that I'm going to be demystifying tonight. Um, so why, why do we even need to be healthy? Why does God want us to be healthy as Christians? Why does God want us to be healthy as Christians? One, my number one point, because it glorifies God. That's the truth of the matter. Our primary purpose, we were made to worship God. We were made for his purpose. We were made to, to fulfill our divine calling, our divine assignments. And how can we do that if we don't have good health? We were made to glorify God. When you take care of your body, you, don't, you should stop seeing it as, I'm taking care of myself to look great. Yes, we all want to look great. Yes, but it's now, there's a deeper, there's a deeper um, purpose for God wanting you to look a certain way and taking care of your body. And that's because your body is his temple. Because you were bought at a price, a very high price. Let me give you another, an example, a practical example. Okay, there must be somebody, okay, well, we're in church, but um, I'm sure there's somebody somewhere that you feel that somebody just doesn't like you for some reason. You can't figure out what it is, you, but this person just doesn't like you. And all of a sudden, and this person taunts you all the time, yeah? Maybe this person even insults you all the time and accuses you of all sorts of things that you have not even done in the first place. And then, all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, you hear, oh, so-and-so person's house is on fire. And then you now realize that it was this person that doesn't like you or this person that doesn't even care about you at all. And they tell you, well, the only person that can rescue this person, and they say their house is in flames, going ablaze. The only person that can rescue this person and their family is the only child that you are giving birth to, the only son that you have. You have to make that sacrifice so that these people can be saved. The typical human mind will say no. It will be a big no. Like, it's not even something to even think about. This person that wakes up every time in the morning, doesn't like me in any shape or form, doesn't even deserve my love, and then I should send my son to go and rescue them. A big no. But God did the total opposite. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I'm very sure, I wasn't there, but I'm very sure that at the point where Jesus was on the cross, even God the Father would have felt the pain. Even Jesus Christ, before the crucifixion, crucifixion he said to himself, Father, let this cup pass over me. But yet, not my will, but let your own will be done. You were bought at a price, and that price is the precious blood of Jesus. The precious blood of Jesus that he shed for you on the cross of Calvary. I don't know if there's any other more important reason to take care of your body than just thinking of, okay, Jesus Christ died for me. 
I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. So that's enough reason for me to want to take care of myself. Now, being healthy as a Christian, whether or not you like it, think about it this way. If I strolled into this church this evening, and I just came in with rags torn all over the place, maybe my hair was just scattered, you probably would tune out. You probably wouldn't even want to listen to anything I have to say before I even start talking. Meanwhile, I, I may actually be filled with a lot of sense, but just because of how I looked on the outside, they're like, okay, we're well, not really sure what to expect from this woman. However, being healthy and looking healthy is actually a form of evangelism, whether or not we like it. Because people see you, unbelievers would look at you, and they're like, hmm, I thought they said all oh, born-again Christians, they look a certain way. They always, the ones I know, they always look dull, they always, but there's something about this person. She always looks happy. Why is she always happy? And she dresses nicely. Hmm. The last time, I'm always, I stay in the same office with her, but um, I can't remember the last time she fell ill. So that's a mini form of evangelism, being a good witness. Acts 1.18 says, we ought to desire to live our lives in a way that represents our faith well. Taking care of our health is one way that we can be a good witness. I didn't say so. It's the Bible that said so. You can open up the Bibles just in case. Now, my fourth reason is so that you have more energy. Why should you take care of yourself? Why should you eat healthy? Why can't you just eat junk and just be, and be full of energy? Nope. To be better equipped for what God has placed for you, to be better equipped to fulfill your divine assignment, you have no choice but to actually be healthy and live a healthy lifestyle. Is it easy? No. Do I struggle? Yes. Is it possible? Very possible. Now, um, Ephesians 2.10 says, help us to see, help us see that we are God's masterpiece. Do you know what it means to be a masterpiece? I mean, look at all of us in this room. Each one of us looks different, but we are all beautiful in our own way. We all don't look alike. We are masterpiece. So God single-handedly crafted you and thought to him, thought to himself that, okay, this one, I want her nose to be like this. I want her, I want her, her you know, her top to be bigger than the bottom, or the bottom to be bigger than the top. Imagine what a boring world it would be if all of us look the same way. Like my sister said, pointed nose, everybody has. Um, cheekbones, everybody has. It's such a boring world. But look at every, everybody in here. Different faces, different colors, different clothing. I mean, variety is the spice of life. So I was saying, help us to see, uh, so Ephesians 2.10 says, help us to see that we are God's masterpiece, created to do the good things that he had planned a long time ago for us to do. The truth of the matter is you are what you eat. I've seen it over and over and over again. Asdam has been in existence for, oh, it's not even three years, funny enough. It'll be three years in November. And to the glory of God, we coach people from over 60 different countries worldwide. To the glory of God. Um, you would have more energy. And I'm going to go into the reasons why you have more energy, because I'm going to break down nutrition for you. Um, now, another reason why God wants us to be healthy 
is because he wants us to live long. His plans for us are thoughts of good. His plans for us are not thoughts of evil. His plans for us, he already knew our end from the beginning. But unfortunately, because we in our natural self, our natural flesh, you know, a lot of us believe that we can do things on our own. And in the course of thinking we can do things on our own, we altered the course. So when some people say, oh, God doesn't care about me. God has abandoned me. Nope. God has not abandoned you. God is just waiting for you to come back to him in full surrender. His love. Who has heard the, the song, Reckless Love by Hillsong? You have. That's the kind of love God has for us. It doesn't matter whether you are a murderer. He's not saying, oh, go and kill and then come back and say, oh, God, forgive me. And then, yeah, it's all good. Mm -mm. It doesn't matter whether you've had a history of being a, an armed robber. It doesn't matter whether you've had a history of being a liar. It doesn't matter whether you have a history of being a thief or being an adulterer, a fornicator. He's just always there waiting for you to come back to him so that you can fulfill your purpose, so that you can fulfill your days because he wants you to live long. Okay, so what contributes to physical well-being? What is physical well-being? Next slide, please. What is physical well-being? Now, when we talk about physical well-being, there are actually three main um, points or three main parts. One is nutrition. That's your diet. Your diet means whatever it is that you eat. Diet doesn't mean eating only fruits and vegetables. Your diet just means generally what you eat in general. And there's the physical aspect, which has to do with exercise. The third most important aspect, which should actually come before hygiene, is rest and sleep. And then after you have hygiene, because cleanliness is next to godliness, and um, avoiding harmful risks. That's smoking, alcohol drinking, there are all sorts of addictions these days. Um, it's so scary. A survey was carried out, um, when was it? Like two weeks ago, on secondary school students, not even university school students, and they were asked about the substances that they take. And you would expect that the worst thing that they would say is alcohol. The worst, that's like the, my worst nightmare. God forbid to have a child that maybe secondary school you're already drinking. But they were hearing things like codeine, um, tramadol, and a lot of harm, harmful substances. And you know, this only leads to, or it could lead to a generation of stressed, depressed, constantly anxious set of people, which is not what we want. That's not God's plan for us. And so we come to my favorite part, what is good nutrition? That is my special field. Please, if you have any questions, feel free to just put your hand up. Um, I would have liked for there to be a before and after picture of me so that um, we can just understand where I'm coming from, but I don't know why. I don't know if it was included in the slide. Oh, it's there? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, thank God my husband is here, so it won't be as if I... <laughs> Okay. Um, that's not me, that's my client. Okay, yeah, that's me, that's me. On my wedding day, nine years ago, June 27th, 2009, and that was me sometime last year. So what is good nutrition? Who is laughing at me there? 
You're not allowed to laugh. Okay, so what is good nutrition? Good nutrition means your body getting all its nutrients, the vitamins and minerals that it needs to function at its best, its optimal state. What is good nutrition? Good nutri nutrition is not going on a keto diet when you don't need to. Good nutrition is not doing an Atkins diet when you don't need to. Good nutrition is not doing a Cambridge diet when you don't need to. Is this shade? I can see some people talking in the corner. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Some people, so I'm going to go into that. And that's why, hmm. okay, so let me break it down. So this thing called the keto diet that is very popular and so funky these days that everybody does to lose weight was invented in the 1920s for epileptic patients. Sorry, are there any keto dieters in the house? Or before, before, don't be ashamed. I want you to tell us your experience now. Okay. Sorry, you did just raise your hand. For how long? Okay. You will lose weight without a shadow of doubt. Of course, you gain it right back. Because for God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. For God so loved the world, he didn't give us Atkins diet. For God so loved the world, he didn't give us a keto diet. For God so loved the world, he didn't give us a Cambridge diet. For God so loved the world, he created the Garden of Eden. Be, just imagine how the Garden of Eden would have looked in his full glory, everything glowing. Adam must have had a ball before the devil decided to come and obstruct things. So, what is good nutrition? Okay, go on. Okay. So, um, so is being on the big side, does it mean that you're not healthy? I'm very happy with that question, yeah. Do you, Do you want to complete it? Yeah. Because from the picture that you showed mm -hmm. now, right, you showed from you being on the big side mm -hmm. to now slimming down, mm -hmm. yeah? So previously, I was a little bit on the big side, okay. and people had issues with it. And then now I've lost so much weight, and then they think something's wrong with me. That's normal. So, yeah. It's okay. I mean, I saw my aunt today, and she's like, Are you sick? You're looking yeah. And she gave me honey and lime and all of those things. <laughs> like, I need to take them. Yeah, so, but I'm trying to draw the line here that, okay, is it that being on the big side doesn't mean you're not healthy? Because okay. that is the picture, that's the image I'm getting from the oh, yeah. picture that you displayed. Okay. Yeah? Okay, good. Okay, so here's the thing. There's a difference between body shaming and being unhealthy. There's a difference between calling somebody out and saying, oh my God, you look so horrible, or you can't even wear a fitted dress because you're going to look so horrible in it. Now, do we want to hear the truth? They said the truth is bitter, but the truth is not bitter, and the truth shall set you free. Being big. There's a certain of being overweight that causes you discomfort and disease. I, I use myself as, a, as an example. I mentioned the gastroesophageal reflux disorder, and even the doctors, thank God my husband is here. The doctors couldn't help me. They're like, you need to go back to the drawing board. I had had three endoscopies done to try to figure out exactly what was causing the hyperacidity. And last thing, the doctor said, we don't know what's wrong with you. It's either, we don't know what's causing it rather, because we've tried to identify your trigger foods. However, what we do know is that being overweight is a major cause 
of gastroesophageal reflux disorder. So being overweight is not healthy in any shape or form. Now, being overweight doesn't mean you can't, if you're a size 12, size 14, you're overweight. Mm -mm. And there are actually big people that are actually very healthy. But we need to know where to strike a balance. Research has shown that 30% of all the cancers caused in this world, and this is research as at 2018, 30% of the cancers caused in this world is as a result of eating junk food and being overweight. The truth of the matter is that if you live a life where you're consistently eating well, you may not eat well 100% of the time, so I'm not going to come on here and pretend like I eat well 100% of the time, but I live something called the 80-20 rule. If you live a lifestyle where you are generally conscious of that 80-20 rule, sometimes you want to have a bit of cheesecake, sometimes you want to eat a salad, or you want to have some euphoria, there's no way you, you would maintain your weight in the long run. So back to your question, obesity and being overweight is a major cause of cancer, heart disease, high blood pressure. Sometimes you hear about sudden death syndrome. A lot of the times what happens is that we have uh, this person, they were playing football, they were playing basketball, and the person just dropped dead. What happened? They weren't sick before. So what happened? Most times what happens is that the heart suddenly stops. Your heart cannot suddenly stop just like that. Your body would have been giving you symptoms, one, that you ignore. Or you may have been to the doctor and they tell you, oh, your cholesterol levels, you have a fatty liver, your arteries are clogged up. And then it gets to a point where the body can't take it anymore. And the more overweight you get, the more increased you have things like a fatty liver or clogged up arteries. And that's when, that's when you hear of sudden death syndrome. So is it healthy to be overweight? No, it is not healthy to be overweight. Okay, go on. No. So, in fact, in fact, in this day and age that we live in, there are a lot of unhealthy, slim people. So, that you look slim, you are wearing a bodycon dress, hello, auntie, that doesn't mean you are going to live long, except God wants you to. So, here's the thing. <laughs> There's something called skinny fat. And it's actually, it's like two times as dangerous as being overweight. So some people are lucky, you know, they're lucky, they're snap back queens. I have two kids and I know the work that I did to get here without any knife cutting me, stomach, no surgery. But some people, immediately after giving birth, in fact, you have to ask yourself, that, is it not the same God that created me and this person? Because I don't understand how, even I still have, I still excess skin, my cesarean scars. I remember I used to complain to my husband all the time. Oh, I don't like the stretch marks. I used to be like, oh gosh, I don't know what you're complaining about. But yeah, some people are just lucky. They don't, eat on, they don't eat healthy in any shape or form. They're not even active in any shape or form whatsoever. So it doesn't mean that they're healthy. Because you see a person that looks generally good on the outside, doesn't mean that they're actually healthy on the inside. So the true test of knowing whether you are healthy is the three triangle test for physical health. So ask yourself this question, one, whether you're skinny, big, whatever it is, are you eating right? 
And I'll go into what eating right is. No, aha. <laughs> Are you active? It's medically recommended that the average adult does a minimum of 150 minutes of activity per week. So auntie and uncle, if you're not getting up to 150 minutes per week of some sort of physical activity, doesn't have to be a gym, you are not healthy. Breaking news. The third aspect is rest and sleep. It's recommended that we get a minimum of or basic balance. It's hard, 10 mainland brick traffic, those are coming from the island mainland and all that. It's hard to get 78 hours of sleep, but that is what is recommended for your health and sanity. That's like the hardest part for a lot of people. But now, let me now break this down to you. Do you know that what you eat is heavily connected with the amount of energy that you even have to exercise in the first place? And it's also linked to whether you're going to be able to sleep well or not. What happens these days to a lot of us is that, especially those of us that work on jobs where we have to be at work six, seven o'clock in the morning and we don't get home until midnight or whatever time. Most times our kids are even sleeping by then for those of us that have kids. We're constantly, to keep up, because you're a bit drowsy, you're tired, you're drinking a lot of caffeine. Coffee, 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 coffee to stay up. Now, let me tell you what happens to your body when you drink coffee. Coffee is actually not bad. Yeah. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm going to go into... <laughs> coffee itself is actually not bad. Excessive coffee is what the problem is. So you notice that when you drink coffee, you have energy. All of a sudden, there's this energy. It's like an energy rush. Coffee, I always say, is like a, 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 a good Christian's alcohol. But it's an addiction, whether or not we like it. How much coffee are you drinking? When you drink coffee, your body, the first impulse, when your body has too much caffeine in it, is it tries to get rid of that caffeine. In the process of you know, trying to get rid of that caffeine, your body releases that adrenaline. So that's that, you get some sort of happiness. So you're happy for, you know, you're happy, you're energetic for a while, and all of a sudden, towards the end of the day, your energy levels come crashing down. When you experience that crash, over your energy levels, insomnia kicks in. And I know from personal experience and a lot of people that I have coached that insomnia is a major cause of, long-term insomnia is a major cause of depression, anxiety, and general mental health-related disorders. So, what should you be eating? Or rather, let me go into the benefits of good, uh, good nutrition. For the lady who asked me whether a skinny, sorry, go on. 150 minutes. Physical activity could be anything. Do you play football? Do you play, my husband doesn't go to the gym, for example. He plays football. I don't, I'm not a gym person. I like to dance, but they say I can't dance, but I always tell them that's for their pockets. So if you break that down, sorry, I'll take your question. If you break that down, that's about 30 minutes, five days a week, however way you want to structure it. You have to be active. So you are being active, not sedentary and typing on a computer. That's not being active. So what, like, okay, so what kind of job do you do now, for example? 
Okay. Okay. So you're always walking up and down. You, you're into construction. Okay. Do you, keep, do you have a Fitbit by any chance? That's a watch that can... You don't. Okay. I would recommend that you get one so that you don't feel bad or guilty when you hear somebody saying, oh, I just came back from playing table tennis and they are sweating. If you have a Fitbit, it's recommended that you do a minimum of 10,000 steps per day. Now, it's very possible that you may be hitting that target and it's very possible that you're not. But to be on the safe side, it's always best to, yeah, thank you, I like that word, intentional. You have to be intentional about whatever it is that you're doing. So even if I have kids, I can walk up and down the staircase, I go to the office, I go here, to, here and there to go and speak. Yes, it does count, because obviously as I'm moving, I'm, you know, I'm burning some calories, and my lifespan is being extended, whether or not we like it, because it actually helps. Um, United Nations did a survey last year, and they found out that 50% of people who live a sedentary lifestyle are likely to die young. So you can break that down. Think of any activity that you like doing. Some people like to play football. Some people like to play um, squash. Some people like to swim. Some people like to dance. Some people, <laughs> some people like the gym. Whatever it is, you have to find what works for you and stick to it. And if your problem is, I don't have time, I don't have time. Nobody has time in this day and age. Everybody is always on the move. But think about it this way. I'll use myself as an example. I was working so hard. And I still work hard, but I was overdoing it at the beginning of this year. And I remember thinking to myself, well, God kept saying to me, Dams, you know, all this oversabi that you're doing, what if you fall very ill and nobody can handle your social media page properly? What if you fall ill and nobody can coach? I know that you're passionate about what you do, but you know, at the end of the day, these people that are looking up to you and these people that, uh, that you're constantly worried about, if you're sick and lying down on a sick bed, Maybe you fainted or some sort of coma, they've been banned, you've been banned from using the phone. Life is going to go on with or without you. So you have to learn to take care of yourself. Put your health, your health is very, very important. So what can you do if you don't have time? There's actually something called HIIT. So there's no excuse. If you don't have time, HIIT, you can burn as much as, as many calories as you would from a power walk of like one or two hours, just from HIIT. HIIT means high intensity, intensity interval training. So you can do HIIT for 15 minutes and it would have the same effect that you would have if you went for a power walk for like an hour or an hour and a half. But you have to be intentional about these things. That's the truth of the matter. So 150 minutes per week, break it down however way you want to break it. One hour, um, every four days, Five days, 30 minutes. If you want to break nine to seven days, no problem. Whatever works for you, you have to find what works for you and stick to it in the long run. Oops. So what is good nutrition? What is good nutrition? Good nutrition is when you are getting all the nutrients that God has provided us with. Your macronutrients and your micronutrients. So your macronutrients are those main sources of energy, which include your carbohydrates, your proteins, and your fat. And this is why I find it very weird when you have no medical condition, but you've suddenly decided that, okay, 
you want to go off a certain thing. It's okay to want to go off a certain thing, maybe for whatever, whatever reason. But if your aim is long-term weight management, which is what I do for a living, then I've come to find out that cutting out entire food groups, yes, it will lead to weight loss short-term, but in the long run, it's not sustainable, so you're going to give up and gain the weight right back. So your macronutrients, good sources of carbohydrates, include things like sweet potatoes. But guess what? White rice is not bad. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yes. And I repeat, white rice is not bad. Brown rice is a good source as well. I hate brown. You can pay me to eat brown rice. And I'm a health coach. Now, what do I, let me tell you the main difference. And this for anybody who has diabetes, whether you don't have diabetes, whether you're on a weight loss journey, the main difference between white rice and brown rice is the fiber content in there. So on a weight loss journey, if you eat white rice on its own, no vegetables there, no other source of fiber, just the way we eat it in Nigeria, shaki, more white rice, do do everywhere. In the next few hours, you're going to be hungry because there's no fiber in what you've just eaten. But the difference with brown rice and white rice is that brown rice is high in fiber, which means you're not going to be hungry the next minute because it takes your body a while to process the fiber. By the way, the human body is not built to digest fiber. So what happens is that a lot of the fiber that we eat, that's why fiber makes us regular, because we have to pass it out as waste. Who has heard of zero noodles here before? Zero noodles, zero noodles, okay. Have you been a keto dieter in the past? Because always the keto dieters are very familiar with that. Okay, so zero noodles is actually made from konjac root, which is mainly high fiber and water. And um, the reason why it's zero noodles, it's because when we eat it, our body doesn't have, there's no calories in there because it's mainly fiber and water. So what happens is TMI is that we just pull it out. So it's like next to nothing calories. They call it eat water because that's what it is. So good sources of carbohydrates, your um, sweet potatoes, your white rice, your brown rice, your bulgaries, I like bulgaries, by the way, your oatmeal, Irish potatoes are not bad. How much pounded yam are you eating? That's the problem. So you see, in fact, I like this issue that you've raised because a lot of, a lot of the um, myths out there is that if you, you cannot lose weight on a Nigerian diet because it's heavy in carbs. And that is the biggest myth of the century. Think about it this way. When you eat your pounded yam, what happens to you? I won't say it. You tell me how you feel after. Solid. Solid. And when you feel solid, what's the next thing? Sleep. That means yam is actually so, it's actually, it actually has a whole lot of fiber in it. So yam is not bad. This God that created this food for us to eat, he knew what he was doing. We are the ones that are turning things around. Pardon? Yeah, thank you. We are the ones that are turning things around. Um, now, brown rice in its normal state is actually supposed to be healthy. But guess what? As at 2016, has anybody heard of the paleo diet before? The paleo diet? Okay. Has anybody heard what the studies say about brown rice? Okay. Apparently, they deemed it unfit for human consumption. Yep. They deemed brown rice unfit for human consumption. And this is why I preach balance and moderation all the time. Because research, new things come out every single day. Yesterday, last year, 
coconut oil, everybody, there was a buzz. If you're, in fact, you're not, if you don't have coconut oil in your house, you are not a cool guy or a cool babe. Now, as I yesterday, they are saying it's going to kill us fast. It's high in saturated fat. Yes. So the truth of the matter is, whatever it is, as if it's not a fruit or a vegetable that grows in its natural state, too much, and even too much of a good thing can be bad. Have you heard of people that have blood clot issues? Those kind of people, they have to be very careful. They can't eat green vegetables. Why? Because it prevents their blood from clotting. So if they have an injury, it takes a very long time for them to heal because of that um, vitamin, C, vitamin K blood clotting issue. So back to what I was saying, your macronutrients, good sources of proteins, you have your meat, your fish, um, your chicken, your turkey, your seafood, all sources of good sources of carbohydrates. Oh my God, I've been talking for, 15, for 45 minutes and I've not even finished what I have to say, so I'm going to rush. Um, and then your healthy fats. Now, coconut is not unhealthy. Neither is coconut oil unhealthy, but too much of a good thing can be bad. Has anybody heard of the word hypernatremia before? Okay, so you have, you have, you put your hands up, have you? I thought you put your hands up, no? No, okay. So it's when you drink a whole lot of water at once. No, at once. It can be very fatal because it dilutes all the salts in your body and you can faint and pass away from there, God forbid. So even too much of a good thing can be. You wake up in the morning, oh, they said that you should drink plenty of water to lose weight, five liters of water. No. Now, drinking water during the course of the day is what is good for you. Drinking all your water at once, liters and liters and liters, <laughs> can lead to death. So you need to want to be careful. Okay, then your micronutrients, we have vitamin A, vitamin B, C, D, E, K, iron, potassium, and all the other extras. Now, how do we get all those micronutrients? It's from the fruits and vegetables that we eat. Please, when was the last time, please don't lie, we're in the house of God. When was the last time you ate a vegetable? Praise the Lord. Is there anybody that hasn't eaten a vegetable in the last one week? Uh, your, your, your friend is going to fight with you this evening. <laughs> okay. But there's some people that actually don't. Like, they don't. They actually don't at all. And you ask them, when last do you have a fruit or a vegetable? They can't remember. But if you ask, when last do you eat shortbread? Uh-uh. They will tell you. When last did you drink some alcohol? Uh-uh. Even the Christians, they will tell you. Egusi. It's not in the vegetable category. <laughs> in fact, by the way, there's actually something that I'm launching very soon. Okay, somebody wants to ask a question. This 45 minutes may not be enough. I've not finished talking. I don't know how it's going to work. Hi, I just want Hi. you to define vegetable, please. Okay, no Is problem. A furry roll. Carrot. There's an argument between whether it's a fruit or a vegetable, but either way, yes, vegetable. So, like the soups we normally eat? The soups you normally eat without the overflow of palm oil. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> But I would explain, I would explain better. But you know, you know, it's this thing all has to do with retraining of the mind. So I'm not saying don't eat your palm oil. Palm oil is actually not bad. But there's a lot of unadulterated palm oil these days. And this is what may clog up one's artery. 
um, so vegetables, okra, ewedu, bitter leaf, spinach, pardon? That's okra, ila, sekbo, ladies' fingers, as you know, people will call it, that's what it's called, ladies' fingers, okra. Um, cucumbers, uh, what are the vegetables? There's so many. Go on. you have a question? Lettuce, tomatoes, yes. And what do you snack on? No, you have to say, because that's, you know why I'm asking you what, what you snack on? It's a mental thing. The more good stuff you eat, the more good stuff your body craves. It's a mindset thing. So what have you trained your mind to do? <laughs> Seriously. And then I'll tell you another secret, and you can experiment it as we go along this week. Let's do a challenge, everybody here. Let's challenge ourselves. We're not thinking weight loss. You don't have to shrink like us dams. Let's challenge ourselves to eat more fruits and vegetables. So eat a bowl full of fruits and a bowl full of vegetables every day for the next seven days. I promise you, if your cravings for sugar do not reduce, you can come back like to my fruits. office. You don't like fruits. Okay, so. Okay, but do you like, you want to live long, right? <laughs> I'm just asking. I mean, I'm just asking. Yes, I want to, so this, okay, this so here's the thing, and I struggle with that as well. So do you know what I do? Because for me, it's just long, and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, God, so why did you even make me ask them? Because I was not asked can decide to just do whatever I want to do. I'll just blow up next minute, and it's all well and good, and not be healthy. Um, if you're like me, and you have an issue eating fruits and vegetables, just blend them. See it as medicine. You have to. You have to. You don't have so a choice. Is, I think this is why I snack because mm -hmm. I li I don't like so fruits are like soggy to me. I don't okay. like soggy things. Mm -hmm. I like crunchy things. So, so apples, yeah. pears. So uh huh. I I would use carrots. I would use so if I'm eating any fruit, I would usually eat an apple. But I'm going to eat an apple like every day for like. That's a good starting point. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If your body is not getting all the micronutrients it needs, your snacking habits would never stop. It will be it. It will be a cycle. You never stop because cravings are your body's. Is your body's way of telling you, "I'm lacking something. I'm lacking this chromium." For example, a lot of people are lacking chromium, and then they go binge eating on all the bad carbs. They want the the biscuits. I don't want to call any brands. They want all these refined and packaged foods that we see in the stores. Those sausage rolls that they sell on the road and those biscuits that we like, the chocolate, the vanilla, the one the wafers. Everybody in there. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. <laughs> I didn't say anything. No, I didn't call any brands. Is this sister that said so? Um, but here's the thing. Sugar is 20 times more addictive than cocaine is. Yeah? Now, and this is a marketing strategy for these companies. Now, caffeine is also highly addictive. Now, think about the combination of both sugar and caffeine. That's a recipe that, for disaster, and also a recipe for addiction to your product that is going to be very hard for people to get off. But what you need to do is retrain your mind. The more good stuff you eat, the more good stuff you want. The more bad stuff you eat, the more bad stuff your body is going to crave. That's the honest truth of the matter. So you know what I do? Because I'm like you. Sometimes I'm like, I don't feel like eating any F4, any salad, or any. So I'm like, oh, God, OK. 
let food be thy medicine and your medicine be your food. Okay, dams, do you want to pay the farmer now or pay the farmer later? So pay the farmer, farmer in, as in F-A-R-M-E-R, -E or thank you, P-H-A-R-M-A. And I'm like, okay, dams, respect yourself. Last time you went to hospital for something was a very long time. There must be something that you're doing right. And then I blend, I have the blend, you know, my ugu, apple, cucumber, yeah, ginger. But you know what? Pardon? They are very, very healthy snacks, actually. And I'll actually drop some. Sorry. Well, somebody has a question for me. Okay. Um, I think I would just like to ask that I've seen scenarios where someone is eating all healthy meals mm -hmm. but still having weight. And I think that's the point where we have people that don't even eat junk. They don't eat all of those things. They take the fruits. They take the same food, and yet they're adding weight. I love this question you just asked me. So this is a weight management issue, and I like it because this is my specialty because I help people lose weight for a living and keep it off. Eating healthy does not mean zero calories. I would explain a bit further. So for example, your peanuts, for example, just one handful, one like this, not the whole bottle. One handful is a minimum of 210 calories approximately. And you know how we eat this bottle. We buy the bottle in Nigeria. It's not just an ordinary small packet. And some people will eat half or finish the bottle. Then you ask them, actually, ah, how fun are you? Have you eaten today? At all. Uh, all right, I'm very, I'm starving. Meanwhile, Shade TJ, 2,000-something calories. She has eaten almost 2,000, nearing 3,000 calories, but Shade is not aware that she has. I hope there's no Shade in this room, by the way. Yeah. Almond nuts, 170 calories per handful. So I could decide, okay, I'm not going to eat the cake the re from refined flour. Of which not all flour is bad. And not all, I'll tell you where I get my, quick, my sugar fix from. Um, pardon? There's nothing wrong with eating the chips, actually. But where you get the chips from is the problem. A lot of us, especially those of us that live abroad, are very, ah, everything is just caught, packaged. Get the pack, throw it in the oven, eat it. But you're eating, you're eating potato plus chemical plus hydrogenated fat. So just think potato plus clogged artery plus diabetes plus heart attack. So that's why and I, I tell myself, okay, dams, you don't want that. So you need to make a difference. So if you're going to eat your fries, Eat it um, fresh vegetables. It's better to make it homemade. You can fry it. It doesn't taste the same as the ones that are packed. Wow. For me, it's the direct opposite. Does anybody else feel that way? You like the ones that are packed? Fresh. Uh -huh. Just that it's long. Fresh homemade fries are like the best. Okay, well, it's a different strokes for different folks. Well, it's deep fried, depends on the kind of oil that you're using. Go on. Mm -hmm. If you're gaining weight, if you're gaining weight, your waistline is expanding. For a, for a man, if your waistline is above 38, you are at a very high risk of developing a heart attack and a stroke. For women, it's, it's, if it's above 36, am I getting those figures right? Yeah, 36 inches. So either way you want to get, whether you gain the weight from healthy food or unhealthy food, 
as long as there's that excess weight, there's nothing healthy about it. So not just nuts. Let me put a pure, let me give you a typical scenario. Okay, go on. Summary is that for us to lose weight, we need to eat healthy food with lesser calories. Is that what you're saying? Um, kind of. You have to. I, I'll tell you what. You're now conscious of calories at every time you eat. Isn't that Not just calories. Mm, because if you think only calories, see, the quality of your food matters even more than counting calories. It's not just about, oh, 10 calories. Let me put it this way. Zero calories in a diet soda. Yeah, is nonsense compared to 300 or 200 calories in a healthy smoothie that you have maybe blended some apples and some spinach, you've thrown in some Greek yogurt in there. You cannot compare how nutrient dense that particular um, smoothie is to a diet drink, for example, that's filled with chemicals and chemical artificial sweeteners also. So to lose weight and be healthy is one thing. You can lose weight and be very unhealthy. In fact, I'll tell you people the truth. When I started losing weight, I started losing weight in the unhealthy manner. For the first two weeks, I wasn't focused on eating healthy because I, was, I wanted to do what I used to do in the past without, you know, thinking about health. I just wanted to lose weight because the doctor said if I lose weight, plus my friend was getting married in Miami. I was the only fat person on the train. So that was part of my um, wise. So I won't lie. Vanity was part of it. But health was part of it too. Um, the quality of what you eat matters, and so does, does the quantity of what you eat matter. So take, for example, bananas are fantastic. For anybody that suffers from mood swings here, I'll give an example. Bananas and dark chocolates are fantastic mood boosters. Why? Because it actually has high amounts of magnesium and high amounts of serotonin in there. Serotonin is your feel-good hormone. Um, but guess what? If because they've said banana and dark chocolate is, <laughs> is your feel-good, and you decide, man, I'm going to be healthy today. Two bars of dark chocolate, two bunches of banana, because I'm going to be healthy. And then you wake up the next week, and you've added some kilos, whether or not you like it, all that excess load, gained in a healthy or unhealthy manner, it's not good for you in the long run. So even too much of a good thing can be bad. So we must focus on the quality of what we're eating as well as the quantity of what we're eating, depending on your goal. Not everybody's goal is weight loss. For weight loss, there must be a calorie deficit. For weight management, there must be a calorie balance. For weight gain, there must be a calorie surplus. And there are healthy ways to gain weight. So I also help people gain weight on a healthy lifestyle plan. I have another question. Life point, forgive me, it's not me. Your people asking me questions. Okay, go on. I thought you had a question. Okay, you were agreeing with me. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. So, assume it, yeah. Um, is there a way you can um, balance out your sugar intake with um, the number of times you exercise? Sorry, I don't really understand that question. Oh, okay, so perhaps. Uh, <laughs> nah, okay. No, sugar is bad for you. Okay, well. Refined sources of sugar is bad for you. You can switch to alternative sources, and there's so many these days. There's date powder, there's stevia. Stevia is from a plant, by the way, called stevianna. So it's a natural plant-based sweetener. It's not like aspartame and all those other ones that they put in a lot of the diet sodas. Okay, okay. you want to ask another question? Yeah, um, but I realize that sometimes when I deliberately try to stay away from sugar um, and I exercise often, um, there's sometimes I just have this craving to just take sugar, like... A bottle of Coke or something like that, yeah. That boils down to your nutrition. And like I explained earlier, what do you eat regularly? 
So is your diet, you have to first of all examine your diet because truth of the matter is this health issue and even with weight loss, you are 80% of what you eat and 20% of the activity that you do. So you being active or going to the gym doesn't mean you're not going to get cravings. What you do to, um, when you have the sugar cravings is what is important. So you need to start to try switching to alternative sources of sugar. Honey is good if you can find it not adulterated because these days in the stores, what I see there gives me a heart attack because most, most of the honey on the store shelves is not it at all. So you can satisfy your sugar cravings in other ways as opposed to um, these fizzy drinks. And you got, you got a good substitute. <laughs> yes, you can. They're very, in fact, and it's so cheap now. Date sugar is, the, is like one of the cheapest. And you can get a whole bag for like 2,000 naira that can last you like a whole month. And dates are extremely sweet. You can get stevia. Oh, check at Date Sweeteners on Instagram. Check Agar's Wholesome on Instagram. There are so many. I always advertise. If you, if you go on my page from time to time, I always advertise these people just so people can be more conscious about what, what they're eating. But then again, date sugar doesn't mean that you can binge on it. So while stevia is a zero-calorie sweetener and you can add extra, date sugar, it's really good. Even if you have diabetes, it's really good for you, even though it's very sweet because it won't spike up your blood sugar. Can you eat too much of it just because, of, just because it's healthy and it's date sugar? No. Um, excuse me, sorry. Okay, someone asking a question. What sweetness did she buy for you? <laughs> That's very bad. Throw it away, please. Yeah, it's like saying, hello, cancer, good morning, pour you in a drink. No. It's really, really bad. And then if you read the labels, anyone who has packs of sweeteners in their houses right now, aside the ones that I've mentioned, there's very tiny print written either at the bottom of the box or by the side, very, very tiny. This product or this substance has been known to cause cancer in laboratory rats. Please exercise caution while eating. I was going to bring a sample today, but I didn't want to call out a brand. So, but you can do the research on your own. So, um, but there's one in the red and white thing. That's the most common one. Yeah, throw it away. It's bad for you. Very bad for you. So you mentioned you were going to tell us how you get your sugar fix. You haven't said it. Yeah, okay. so I get my, no, I mentioned it actually. Oh, okay. So, but my sugar fix how? So for me, my weakness in life is cake and bread. <laughs> cake and bread. But you know what? How do I get my fix of cake and bread and those cookies? I'm sure even my, I drive looking at me like this, my dancer. <laughs> so, I substitute, not that I never eat the cheesecake that I see on the road. I don't eat puff puff. I'll be lying, a very big lie. But I don't eat it all the time. I get my sugar fix. In fact, the healthy bakers in Lagos especially, they know me because I get my sugar fix from. I have to. But it's natural refined sources of sugar. My biscuits, my, my, my um, whole wheat raisin bread. In fact, there's one I ordered the other day. I finished it in like three days. I ordered another one. So it's um, whole wheat raisin bread. It's made from whole wheat. Some people use oatmeal. But I found out that with the bread, that it has to be whole wheat. Otherwise, that oatmeal doesn't really do it. It's kind of like cake-like. Um, so you can find there's so many healthy bakers around these days. You can substitute your flours. Because what happens is that the white flour that you get, 
it has been stripped off of all forms of nutrition to the barest minimum. After they've now taken, stripped it off, that's, it can't be brown flour again because they've removed everything. And guess why they don't want it to be brown flour? The hidden secrets, why they won't tell you. Because when, if it's left with those brown bits, those brown bits actually contain little bits of healthy fats, which could turn rancid, which means spoil in the long run. So if they add the brown bits to their flour, you can check the back packets of any whole wheat flour or any white flour. The lifespan of the white flour will be way longer than that of the whole wheat flour. Way longer. Not only that, after they've stripped it of the nutrition, they now bleach the flour. So all you are left with is just this white flour. That is not to your own benefit, but it's to the manufacturer's benefit. My daughter makes this thing called slime. She mixes, the first thing they do, I, I don't know if anybody knows about slime here. It's very common with kids. You mix, the first step is to mix flour with water, white flour. You get a very sticky consistency. Now imagine what happens when it enters our bodies. Not only is it entering our body as that sticky, nasty consistency, most of the time it comes into our bodies with hydrogenated fats trans fats. It comes into our body with, with refined sources of sugar. It's like double jeopardy, triple jeopardy. In fact, I don't know the word, quadruple jeopardy, in fact. So you, you should switch to healthier sources. So many sources. People make all sorts of things. This is almond cookies, oatmeal cookies, banana bread, um, sweetened with stevia or date. You can even specify what you want. There's nothing healthy about gelatos because for the lack of fat in there, it's now extra sugar has been put in there. So run away from anything. In fact, let me tell you, let me tell you a few things that you should run away from. When you look at, it's very important for you to read your labels, and I'm going to round up very soon because I have a prayer points before we go. Okay, so it's very important for you to read your labels because if you read your labels, you find out that a lot of things that we eat are actually nonsense. Um... So for everything that has low fat written on it, if you look at the back, and if you look at the ingredients at the back, you realize that the ingredients are nothing to write home about. Filled with artificial flavors, extra sugar, artificial coloring, and all this is to make up for the lack of fat in there. So whilst it might be good for weight loss, it's bad for your health in the long run. Does that make sense? So with the gelatos, you have the, um, the bulk of the fat taken out of it as opposed to your regular ice cream, but it's filled with sugar and other stuff. Yeah. Okay, so no more questions. Um, now, the main goal for this service, maybe I shouldn't have even allowed the questions already, but um, God has a reason for everything. Um, the main prayer point for this evening, as I sat down this morning on my bed and I was thinking, um, God, what do you want me to tell these people besides just food and health? How do I break it down to them in a very simple manner? And as I sat on my bed, because I was panicking about coming to speak at church, I was like, who am I that will now come and talk with the same microphone that pastor will use and I'll now hold it again? But you know, God can use anybody at any time. And so something came to my mind and my prayer, I started praying, I said, God, I want to be more like you. I want to be like Christ. Father, I want to be like you. And then I sat down and then I wrote Christ. C-H-R-I-S-T. It's not showing on the board. Okay. And then the C, I wrote cleanliness because cleanliness is next to godliness. And hygiene is a very important factor when it comes to health. I wrote H. H is for healthy eating. 
I wrote R. R means rest in God. And this is where the mental aspect comes from and your rest and sleep. I wrote I, illness at bay. That means to keep, to be free from illness, to be disease free. I've never heard in the Bible where they said Jesus suffered from malaria or he had diarrhea. So that means healing is our portion. S, I wrote strength. Strength to be able to engage in physical activity and not to say, oh, I'm so overwhelmed by the stress of the world, so I don't want to be active in any shape or form. And then for T, I wrote triumph. Triumph means victory. So I have a slide that says how to be Christ-like. So my prayer point for this evening is that God helps us to be more like him and less like us. That God will help us to be Christ-like. And I use those acronyms just to give a bigger picture of exactly what it is I was talking about. So I'll hand over the microphone to the pastor so she can use these acronyms to please pray for us. Thank you. Thank you so much, dams. God bless you. Shall we just lift up our hands towards heaven? We've heard a lot tonight, and the summary is we're accountable to God for how we use our body here on earth. So I just want us to ask for grace and strength. We all, as she was speaking, I'm sure that there were things the Holy Spirit was nudging us about. Some of the habits that we currently um, have that we need to drop some of our unhealthy eating habits. Let's just ask the Lord for strength, strength to be clean, clean eating, strength to be healthy, strength to rest in God, grace to rest in God. Because sometimes people binge eat, people eat unhealthy when there is lack of rest. When you're troubled, either over a relationship, over a business dealing, over your career frustrations, the, the, the tendency to just want to eat is there. So whatever it is, let's just ask God for grace, grace to honor him with our bodies, not just in, in living pure lives or lives of purity, but I would also remember from time to time that the length of, of time that we spend here on earth, is all, the way we eat and take care of our bodies is also largely dependent on that. That if we don't take care of our body, it is our responsibility. We would answer to God for it if our lives are cut short. Or if we start to battle um, a, a, a terminal disease or illness just because we refused to listen or we refused to, to drop these unhealthy habits. So Lord, tonight we just ask you for strength. We ask you for grace. We ask for grace to yield and listen to the Holy Spirit even as he helps us um, become healthier in our minds and healthier ultimately in our bodies in the name of Jesus Father, we thank you so much for tonight. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord, because as we go, we go in your strength. We pray for Mrs. Ladi Joby. We ask, Lord, that you would increase her, increase her wisdom, that which you have called her to, Lord, the voice that you have given to her, Lord, we ask that it will continue to resound in the, to the ends of the earth in Jesus' name. We pray, oh God, as she continually remains light and even as she has
has watered us tonight, she will be greatly watered in Jesus' name. We declare that our home is blessed, her ministry is blessed, her family remains blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. And we pray for everyone here who is struggling with some form of illness or infirmity. Tonight we rebuke the hold of the enemy over your health and we decree freedom in the name of Jesus. We decree that the healing power of God comes upon you strong right now in the name of Jesus. We decree that you, 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 that report, that doctor's report is turned around because of the finished work of Jesus on the cross. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's celebrate Jesus and put our hands together. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.